Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. The real question isn't whether we're in a recession. We're having a pretend national debate about that. No, we're definitely in a recession. You can redefine it however you want. The real question is if we're in a depression. At a minimum, from the stats I'm about to lay on you, you can see we're in a severe recession. It's really, really bad. And I've never seen our nation in such denial of that fact. Our financial media in such total denial of that fact. And the signs that this is something we've never seen before, even during the Great Recession, are everywhere. But they're being just weirdly ignored. Like, take this. Okay, these are the signs we're in a severe recession. Not a recession, a severe recession, like the Great Recession. This is from the New York Fed. Second quarter total credit card debt exploded by $46 billion. That's the biggest increase in 20 years. And the signs are everywhere that the way people are coping with Bidenflation is by putting it all on a credit card. That's a disaster waiting to happen with the Fed hiking rates so that Congress can keep printing money. Let's keep going. 233 million new credit cards acquired by Americans. That's in the last year. That's the highest since 2009. Again, great recessionary territory. But here's the scariest one. Balances for subprime credit card holders. So these are the credit card holders with the highest interest rates um, because either don't make a lot of money, they've got high balances, or they've got low credit scores. These people tend to be lower middle to lower income, right? Those hit the hardest with this. Listen to this. Balances, this is from the New York Fed, balances for those subprime credit card holders are up 51% year over year. That is the highest ever recorded in American history, including during the Great Recession. When Americans did the same thing, they loaded up what they couldn't afford on credit cards. Let me repeat that. Balances for subprime credit card holders are up 51% year over year, an all-time high American record. With the Fed raising rates, that is an absolute disaster waiting to happen. They'll default. And when they default... How will they pay for Bidenflation? As best I can tell, former Trump economic advisor Steve Cortez, who put together that amazing economy we all enjoyed during the Trump era, is the only economist seriously talking about this. And he's raising the alarm about how we're on the razor's edge, not to tip into a severe recession. No, he says we're in that, to tip into a depression like we haven't seen 
since the Great Depression. That's how bad these numbers are. Here he is on the Battleground Podcast. But guess what? When it comes to subprime borrowers in the credit card market, increasing their balance 50% in a year, wow. which is by far wow. the largest expansion ever, okay, ever in all, in all of history, even in 08 and 09, that didn't happen. That tells me that this country is in an incredibly dangerous position right now. And corporate media wants to try to take one positive headline jobs number from last week and signal the all clear. No, okay, not remotely. First of all, there still is no net new job creation. The economy is simply recovering jobs that had, had been lost because of the lockdowns and the CCP virus. That's a good thing, okay? And I'm not trying to pour cold water on it. It's a good thing to get those jobs back, but there's not net new job creation. Creation. And this is what's so important. When we look at the forward-looking indicators, all of them, all of them point to an economy that is decelerating and that deceleration is intensifying. In other words, we're going downhill and we're starting to go downhill at a more rapid pace. All this seems to have happened, the really bad part, really quickly. One of the most alarming stories that I saw, it was uh, last week, it was from Maersk, you know, the big shipping company. You always see their logo on the side of those shipping containers. Yeah, these guys have their thumb on the pulse of the supply chain worldwide. And they made an announcement unlike any other they've ever made, that nobody's shipping anymore, that their containers aren't moving, that the economy, as the CEO put it last week, and I put this in the Battleground podcast, their CEO announced that consumer spending hit a wall. In the middle of July, it just hit the wall, hit the skids, boom. And he said that they're running out of warehouse space to store all the stuff people can't afford to buy. And he said that's basically anything but food, utilities, and fuel. They're not buying lawn furniture. They're not buying furniture. They're not even buying clothes. They're just putting it on a credit card and trying to make ends meet. That tells you everything you need to know about what happened. Because we just hit a major wall on jobs. Remember that jobs report last week? That wasn't something to celebrate. That was an absolute bloodbath. And the only person who got their analysis of it right, besides Cortez, was Charles Payne from Fox News, who pointed out something that is astonishing that the media hasn't told you. We lost, lost, not gained, lost 71,000 full-time jobs last month. And we lost jobs the month before that. Not only are we not adding full-time jobs, we're going backwards. The reason that that jobs number was so high was the 330,000 part-time jobs that we added. And those are low-paying jobs. Those are jobs mainly in restaurants and bars. What that is, is the prime income earner in the family, who's mostly male, and and, and the employment report said this, men are exiting uh, the economy. It's because they're losing their full-time jobs. Women are entering. It's because they're going in, trying to figure out how to pay the bills, or they're taking an extra part-time job to pay for all the inflation, to keep from putting any more of it on the credit card. So these are desperation jobs taken in restaurants. All of that times out perfectly with what Maersk is saying, but also what Cortez is saying. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries. So that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Because the other thing the media is not talking about is job openings. What has the story been for the last six months? So many job openings, not enough people to fill up. 
Not anymore. Job openings in the United States. We just got that news out last week. It was surprisingly low. It missed expectations by about a quarter million jobs. Joe Biden inherited tremendous uh, momentum from, from Donald Trump. There was upward momentum in job openings. It has now crested and turned over. And the total there of job openings is down over a million from the peaks of this spring, over a million. That is really, really critical. If we look at those kind of forward-looking indicators. Down over a million from this spring? That was just like four months ago. It shows you how fast we've hit the wall. But if America's actually bleeding jobs, if that jobs report was actually a bloodbath that indicated how bad you know, trouble the economy's in, the American people are in, I mean, surely we'd be seeing job losses, right? We are. The media just didn't talk about them. Jobless claims are increasing dramatically in this economy right now. Again, that is forward-looking. All the other forward-looking indicators that we've talked about, new orders for factories, for manufacturing, um, consumer confidence, as I mentioned, all of the uh, small business optimism, housing, all of, all of the indicators point to an economy that is worsening. Remember the first sign we got that something was very, very wrong? It was back in June when everyone was still debating whether we were in a recession. And they had this massive survey of small business owners that was done by Alignable, over 5,000 of them. And it returned an absolutely shocking, jaw-dropping stat that I highlighted here in the Battleground podcast. 35% of small business owners could not pay their rent in full or on time in June. That's a disaster. They attributed that to record-breaking inflation primarily, including gas, labor, utility, supply costs going through the roof. And here was a really scary stat from the Alignable survey, if you remember. It was on transportation small businesses. So those are the companies, a lot of them are local. They ship within the county or within the state. They're largely trucking firms, right? For them, 63% of those transportation small businesses, this is a beating heart of the supply chain. 63% of those transportation small businesses couldn't afford their June rent, up from 41% in May. You can see how fast this is going. Why can't they afford their rent? Because all of those goods aren't moving. They're sitting in warehouses because, again, the economy is hitting the wall here and nobody's covering this while we debate whether we're actually in a recession and what the definition of recession actually is. We are a silly country. Why is all of this being suppressed? Even during the Great Recession, you remember, that they denied it all the way up to it because Obama was, you remember, in office in 2009. They denied it all the way up to it. But then once it hit, everybody admitted we were in it and talked about how bad it was. Why are we in denial now? For the same reason they told you inflation was transitory, everything now in American life, and Americans are going to figure this out eventually, revolves around the printing press. Congress's desperate need to keep printing. Even if the American people are starving, they don't care. They need another hit, one more hit off that printing press. That's why they told you the lie that we were in transitory inflation last summer when it was only 5%, which is you know still more than double the norm. But still, they said it was transitory so they could get Build Back Better passed. And this is why they're downplaying this. They're playing the silly game of recession, not recession with everybody from Fox News um, you know, to Fox Business to CNBC uh, playing the, hey, are we in a, the recession game? Hey, this is a regular recession. No, it's not. What Cortez is telling you is the truth. We've never seen this before. 
And this from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the most shocking stat of all, a true inflationary stat that they reported on August 10th. Listen to this. The basket of goods that includes utilities, gasoline, and food, just those three things. What's the inflationary rate on those year over year? 37% right now. The inflationary rate on the only things Americans I know, can affordably purchase now. And that's from Walmart. Walmart's saying, look, we're moving food, but we're not moving anything else. Americans can't afford anything but food, utilities, and gasoline, right? 37% inflationary rate on those three things. August 10th, Bureau of Labor Statistics. That's terrifying. So what does this all add up to? I'll let economist Steve Cortez explain. How are Americans coping with this? They're coping with it primarily through credit cards. That's incredibly dangerous. It's unsustainable. It is a tinderbox. We are on a nice edge right now. And I'm going to say again what I said last week because I think it's important. Not only are we in a recession, we're in a very deep recession. And we are a policy mistake or two, and we may have gotten that this weekend, from tipping all the way into a depression because regular Americans, especially middle and lower income folks, they are in a financial corner. The credit card data prove it. They have no wiggle room right now. Zero. They simply can't handle this inflation. But why aren't you hearing this from anybody other than Cortez? Because they wanted to pass that almost trillion dollar inflation reduction act, which everybody knows not only won't reduce inflation, but will increase it. And it's going to increase it way more than anybody's telling you because they're counting the new taxes against it. But what nobody's telling you is those taxes won't be fully collected for a decade, but they plan to spend almost all of it in three years. What does that mean? They're going to need to fire up the printing presses again. They're going to print the whole tamale in about three years. What is that going to do? It's going to jack inflation through the roof. They know it. And that's why they don't want anybody telling you how bad it is right now, because that bill is going to make it so much worse. That's what Cortez was referring to in that clip when he says they may have tipped us into it this weekend. That's the reality, folks. They can't hide it much longer. Terra Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.